Welcome to Biblical Tapestry Podcast Season 6, Episode 3, A Study in the Book of Jeremiah. Biblical Tapestry is a podcast where we explore how the Bible is its own commentary and how the Gospel is thoroughly woven from Genesis to Revelation. Today we look at warnings of judgment in Jeremiah's early ministry. Now this is a very early time in Jeremiah's ministry and likely before the death of King Josiah. It was a good time at the moment in Israel, but Jeremiah had a warning for the nation because of centuries of disloyalty and ingratitude towards God. And let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 2, we'll look at verses 1 through 19. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Go and proclaim in the hearing of Jerusalem, thus says the Lord. I remember the devotion of your youth, your love as a bride, how you followed me in the wilderness in a land not sown. Israel was holy to the Lord, the first fruits of his harvest. All who ate of it incurred guilt. Disaster came upon them, declares the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the clans of the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, What wrong did your fathers find in me that they went far from me, and went after worthlessness and became worthless? They did not say, Where is the Lord who brought us up from the land of Egypt, who led us in the wilderness, in a land of deserts and pits, in a land of drought and deep darkness, in a land that none passes through? where no man dwells, and I brought you into a plentiful land to enjoy its fruits and its good things. But when you came in, you defiled my land and made my inheritance an abomination. The priest did not say, Where is the Lord? Those who handle the law did not know me. The shepherds transgressed against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal and went after things that do not profit. Therefore, I still contend with you, declares the Lord, and with your children's children I will contend. For cross to the coast of Cyprus and see, or send to Kedar and examine with care. See if there has been such a thing. Has a nation changed its gods, even though they are no gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. Be appalled, O heavens, at this. Be shocked. Be utterly desolate, declares the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Is Israel a slave? Is he a home-born servant? Why then has he become a prey? The lions have roared against him. They have roared loudly. They have made his land a waste. His cities are in ruins without inhabitants. Moreover, the men of Memphis and Taphanes have shaved the crown of your head. Have you not brought this upon yourself by forsaking the Lord your God when he led you in the way? And now what do you gain by going to Egypt to drink the waters of the Nile? Or what do you gain by going to Assyria to drink the waters of the Euphrates? Your evil will chastise you and your apostasy will reprove you. No one see that it is evil and bitter for you to forsake the Lord your God. The fear of me is not in you, declares the Lord God of hosts. All right, back to verses 1 and 2. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Go and proclaim in the 
hearing of Jerusalem, thus says the Lord, I remember the devotion of your youth, your love as a bride, how you followed me in the wilderness in a land not sown. Jeremiah is speaking, but the words are not his own. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah to give those words to the audience of the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Jeremiah is describing in poetic language a love story, a love story between God and Judah, a love story between God the husband and Judah his bride, a young love that was, when it was new, fresh, and exciting. God remembers the devotion Judah had with God. Well, we do know the story, and it was not always perfect. Israel, like many Christians today, excelled at inconsistency. And the desert years were fraught with issues. But by the time they entered into the land that God promised them after 40 years of wandering, they made a vow and a covenant with God. We find that in Joshua chapter 24, verse 22. Then Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. He, he said, Then put away the foreign gods that are among you, and incline your heart to the Lord your God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, The Lord our God we will serve, and his voice we will obey. Now to verse 3 of chapter 2. Israel was holy to the Lord, the first fruits of his harvest. All who ate of it incurred guilt. Disaster came upon them, declares the Lord. Here God calls Israel the first fruits. This meant the first fruits that were dedicated to God from a harvest. We read in Leviticus 23.9, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land that I give you and reap its harvest, you shall bring the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest, and he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord so that you may be accepted. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. So as the first fruits of God, the nation, harm would come to any other nation that would try to harm God's people. Now also, first fruits also implies clearly that others will be added into God's people. In John chapter 111, it says, He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. God was saying that the world was his, but the love of Israel that he had for Israel was special. But there are issues with the relationship that was becoming worse. Verse 4. Hear the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the clans of the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, What wrong did your fathers find in me that they went far from me? Wow, this is getting personal for God's people. They abandoned him. And God was using language from a court of law. What accusation was given to justify wandering far from God? They forgot about the provisions of God. And they began creating idols of their own. Verse 6 says, They did not say, Where is the Lord who brought us up from the land of Egypt, who led us in the wilderness, in a land of deserts and pits, in a land of drought and deep darkness, in a land that none passes through, where no man dwells, 
and I brought you into a plentiful land to enjoy its fruits and its good things. But when you came in, you defiled my land and made my heritage an abomination. No gratitude was demonstrated for what God had done for these people. Delivered from a land of darkness. What's interesting, this land of darkness is the same word translated shadow of death in the 23rd Psalm. God expected a response of thankfulness and obedience. No gratitude was shown for being given a plentiful land. Verse 8 says, The priest did not say, Where is the Lord? Those who handle the law did not know me. The shepherds transgressed against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal and went after things that do not profit. The leaders had rebelled against God's authority. Even the priests did not seek God. Those who interpreted the law did so without knowing God. Prophets prophesied in the name of the idol Baal and, and abandoned God completely. And God was separating the leaders out for condemnation because they led the nation away from God. Now, King Josiah had led reforms that brought the nation partly back to God, but Jeremiah was warning that this will be short-lived if the leaders will not remain committed to God, and we know that they were not. The blessed person is the one who obeys and knows God's instructions. We read in Psalm 1-1, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers. Never should a believer neglect the word of God. If the word of God is neglected, the people are then vulnerable. As individuals, if we neglect the word of God, we are vulnerable if we don't spend time in God's word. Verse 9 says, Therefore I still contend with you, declares the Lord, and with your children's children I will contend, for cross to the coasts of Cyprus and see, or send to Kadar and examine with care. See if there has been such a thing. Has a nation changed its gods, even though they are no gods? But my people have changed their glory that which does not profit be appalled O heavens at this be shocked be utterly desolate declares the Lord there were no accusations that led them away from God only under their own volition had they left God and God now takes the role of accuser he contends with his people what is most incredible here is that as a nation they abandoned God but what other nation has abandoned their gods Other nations who worship non-existent gods sometimes changed their rank in the pantheon or added other gods, but they never abandoned their gods, writes F.B. Huey. Israel, who worshiped the true God, abandoned God for worthless idols of their own choosing. God tells them here, go and look. Has a nation changed its gods even though they are no gods? If you forget about the love of God in your life, you're going to look for something else to replace it to fill the void that is left. That is what happened to Judah. The love of God left behind was now filled with infatuation with idols. Verse 13 says, For my people have committed two evils. 
They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. So Israel committed two sins as spoken through Jeremiah. They have forsaken God, and two, they hewed out worthless cisterns. Now Jeremiah's audience would understand the cistern uh, analogy here because they are required to be plastered if you used a cistern in, in near Jerusalem, it had to be plastered on the inside to store rain because of the porous limestone. If they did not plaster the inside, the rain and the water would be gone shortly without plastering the walls. The northern kingdom of Israel were already taken into captivity by the Assyrians because of their insistent idolatry. Now the same fate was headed for Judah. Do we still today place our trust in broken cisterns? Well, sure we do. <laughs> when we pursue wealth, power, fame, or pleasure instead of God, those are empty, worthless cisterns. Verse 14 says, Is Israel a slave? Is he a home-born servant? Why then has he become a prey? Well, at this time in history, you could become a slave of someone else by birth to slave parents by non-payment of debts, by purchase, or you could be captured in wartime. But God had already made Israel free. In Exodus 6.6 6, it says, Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. And now Judah was exchanging that freedom for bondage to idols. Verse 15, The lions have roared against him. They have roared loudly. They have made his land a waste. His cities are in ruins without inhabitants. Moreover, the men of Memphis and Tophanes have shaved the crown of your head. Have you not brought this upon yourself by forsaking the Lord your God when he led you in the way? And now what do you gain by going to Egypt to drink the waters of the Nile? Or what do you gain by going to Assyria to drink the waters of the Euphrates? Already Judah had invited slavery upon themselves with other nations. They have been humiliated at the hands of both the Assyrians and the Egyptians. And because of the issues with the Assyrians, instead of trusting in God and serving him, Judah decided to side with the Egyptians to help them against the Assyrians. This resulted in having the crown of their head shaved, which was a common symbol, an action taken against slaves as a mark of subjugation, a self-developed calamity. Alternatives to God always lead to destruction. And then verse 19, Your evil will chastise you, and your apostasy will reprove you. Know and see that it is evil and bitter for you to forsake the Lord your God. The fear of me is not in you, declares the Lord God of hosts. Here is a warning for the, about the evil and bitter consequences of abandoning the Lord your God, the Lord God of hosts. Judah had forgotten God, and they had gone after leaky cisterns that had no value. 
Jesus tells the woman at the well in John 4:13. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The pattern that is being portrayed to Judah is still applicable to us. If we do not remember all that God has done for us and are not seeking the word of God, then we will find ourselves dissatisfied and will seek to fill that void with something else that will not satisfy. God was giving us grounds for divorce from his unfaithful people. In our next episode, we'll look at Jeremiah's message to Judah about their issue with an irresistible attraction to other gods as we complete chapter 2. I hope you will continue to follow season 6 as we track the career of Jeremiah and the history around his ministry. Be advised that Biblical Tapestry is available on Facebook and Instagram, and I encourage you to please like and share this podcast if you have discovered something helpful or uplifting. May God bless you and strengthen you.